Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the IFH Podcast Network. For more amazing filmmaking and screenwriting podcasts, just go to IFHPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome to the Successful Screenwriter Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything screenwriting. Here we interview successful screenwriters and filmmakers to find out just what it takes to make it in the industry. All right, welcome to the podcast. I have on an awesome guest today, Jeff Lizowitz. Now, he wrote this really cool book called Not Effing Around, the No Bullshit Guide to Getting Your Creative Dreams Off the Ground. Jeff, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. This is fantastic. I like this book a lot. Uh, I got to read it and I felt like I was reading my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I, I got to get this guy in the show. Um, just because it is very much like that journey of starting out, wanting to be a creative, wanting to pursue almost an alternative career. Um, and then meeting all of these obstacles from your inner critic to your the outer critics and figuring out how can I make it happen. And this is a nice, easy read. This could have been heavy. This could have been philosophical. Um, but you kept it light. You kept it easy to pick up and read whenever you want. Um, so I just before we kind of dive into it, tell me the the origin of this book. Right. Well, this book comes from basically what you said. I've been banging my head against the wall in various ways since I've been a kid creatively, right? Just trying to figure out what's going on both in the outer world and in the inner world okay. so that I can move forward. I have had so many failures, right? Which has also brought me to so, you know, so many successes. Right. So really what this book is about, how can I distill these ideas to give to give this to other people like this is the book that I wish I read when I was 20. Oh, that's you know I mean? great. Yeah, that that's so important. I, I wrote a similar book um, for screenwriting called The Guide for Every Screenwriter, and it was the book I always wanted to read. Um, and so then I wrote that and being able to pour that kind of a passion and truth into a book, it really does touch other people, even if you realize it or not. There's some really cool stuff you have in this book. Um, I like that you start out where you talk about be question everything, be inquisitive like a child does. Right. Yeah. So, you know, when I was a teenager, I turned on to punk rock. Okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a musician as well as a screenwriter and, and a bunch of other things. Okay. So punk rock, I, I never really loved all that much of the music. Some of it, sure. You know, the Clash yeah. and Ramones, stuff like that. But what I really loved was the ethos. Some of the, the major tenets of punk rock and one of them was f authority <laughs> right which yeah. is great for a teenager with a rebellious spirit as i got older i realized that just you know discounting all authority was not really a smart idea but questioning 
authority is always a good idea, no matter how old you are yeah. and what that authority might be. So yes, that is a huge piece of that. And by the way, that authority is not just necessarily an individual, like a teacher or a parent or right, you know, right. a boss. It's, it's literally the authority of the culture. Yeah. Right. Meaning, you know, the basic American culture is, you know, get good grades, go to college, get a job, sit there, you know, do the yeah, thing, buy a big house, yeah. get into debt, like all these kinds of things, <laughs> which, you know, if you're into that, go for it. However, question it. If you want to be a screenwriter, if you want to be a creative, if you want to, you know, you know, blaze your own path, do it. I, I agree. And, and I would even take it a step further um, because authority, I can even find it can just be um, even your peers. Like I remember first coming into screenwriting and I had this idea for this really funny uh, screenplay about hipster zombies. And I was like, I talked to a friend. I was like, I want to write this script about hillbillies that become hipster zombies and they eat people because people are free range and non-GMO. And I thought it was hilarious. And, um, and so a good friend of mine was like, I don't think it's a good idea. And I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to do it anyway. And I wrote it and I ended up doing really well and won a bunch of awards um, because I, I stuck with my inner like intuition with that. A absolutely. So authority comes from basically five or six different main places. It comes from family, right? Peers, which you just, uh, just discussed. Um, government has yeah. a huge influence. Media has a huge influence. Oh, sure. And marketing, right? The business world. You put all those things together and we are, you know, as individuals blown in certain directions if, if we do not question these things, right. which are not necessarily going to take us in the most positive directions for our lives, right? Some yeah. of these things hopefully are... Uh, you know, their sources are for your believe they're for your best interest. Hopefully when your parents tell you something, right. you know, or yeah. your friend is like, oh, that's a dumb idea. Well, he thinks it's a dumb idea, right? But he does not know the truth of you. Yeah. And as a, as a life coach, one of my huge things is you are the only one who knows the truth for you. You can certainly get opinions and ideas, insights, whatever from the world, but you need to decide your path. Yeah, that's brilliant. All right, so there's another segment of the book you talk about intention. And I thought this was really interesting because I've done a lot of research on mysticism and, and old magic. And old magic, they always say, all of the bells and whistles and chants and all that stuff doesn't matter. What they say is the, the, is the magician's intention or the healer's intention. And that's the secret to the magic. And so when I was reading your book about intention and willing it to happen like a volition, I thought, okay, this guy's, this guy's onto something. <laughs> well, you know, in ways I come from the old magician school, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it is absolutely true. The intention of your actions fuels these actions, I believe, and I suppose these old magicians believe in both the internal and external world, right? right? You're going to, you know, just in the normal 3D world, you're going to take you know, steps that align with that intention, right? That's what we do. We take steps that align, you know, take right. action yeah. that align with that intention. And then, you know, according to the magicians and, you know, according to me, uh, there is a, there is a metaphysical 
influence. Yeah. When you are working towards everyone's higher good, when you are trying to put out something of value into the world, when you're exposing, not exposing, but being vulnerable. Right. Opening and courageous up. with your truth as a screenwriter. Yeah. Right. I think that's really important. I think there's is there's an important distinction between um, having this volition, having this intention of this is where I want to be, and working towards it, you know, actively, and and having the fantasy of this is where I want to be, but you're not necessarily putting in the work. And I think there's a big difference there. Right. Well, I mean, we certainly have to put in the work. You can sit there and, and dream of your thing all day long. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, chances are not good, you know, that whatever Warner Brothers is going to come knocking on your door. Right. Right. No, I agree. Um, and so this is something um, this was something interesting that that you talk about is failing fast. And right. I like that idea. I like the idea of failing fast so that you're not stuck in a rut. And if you could just just talk about that for a minute. Sure. So I have I've spoken to dozens, many hundreds, maybe even of creatives, interviewed them over the years. I used to interview rock stars for a living. How That's cool. cool. That? That's super back, cool. Back in Seattle in the 90s. So um, one of the questions I would always ask is failure. And every single uh, successful creative says the same thing. Oh, failure. Oh, that sucks. And it is my best friend, <laughs> right? So here's the, here is what I consider a useful way to think about failure. First is let's not call it failure, right? Okay. Failure as a word, you know, we're writers, words matter, obviously. So, right? so failure has this heaviness to it, okay? So let's change failure to feedback, okay? okay? So you put out something into the world or you do whatever, and you get some feedback. It doesn't go the way you want it to go. Okay, so now you're getting this feedback. So the question is, ask as many questions from as many angles, as many perspective as you can of why you didn't get to your goal. Once you have that information, you can then, you know, change your screenplay, you can change your approach to whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, right. And from there, step forward again, do this quickly right? You will iterate your process, your product, the whole thing. And every step, all that feedback is going to get you closer and closer to your goal until you reach it. Right. Right. And then you've got your process. Another thing to consider with failure is something again, that I work with, uh, you know, with the coaching, there are in, in uh, coaching, we talk about belief systems and identities within people, right? Sort of just, you know, really just like a character in a screenplay, right? So if you believe it, I failed at this, as okay. opposed to I am a failure, uh. okay? I am a failure is a deep identity, which then is going, is, is subconscious within you and is going to process all of the data everything in your life that comes into your life is somehow quietly in the back of your mind going to go through this concept of i am a failure so it's right. really important to not only change failure to feedback but separate you from your work which is a very common 
challenge the creatives and screenwriters have. We put so much love, so much energy, so much time, so much heart into what we do. When we don't get the response that we want, it is easy to fall into the trap of I stink. Right. Instead of, hmm, maybe I could punch up this dialogue. <laughs> you can definitely get personally attached to it and you can take what the dreaded notes, right? You can take your notes uh, that you get from people and it can really hurt and it can mess you up. Absolutely. And I think separating your self-worth from the work is super important. Like looking at it as a project, I think, I think really matters. Absolutely. So I was mentored by Richard Walter, who was the top guy at UCLA for many years. And he, you know, I, I would send him my screenplay and he would send me back literally 10, 12 pages of notes. Wow. And I'm just like, oh my God. And my first response was, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Right. You right. know, um, you know, <laughs> whatever. So I just sit there and pout for a while. And then I'd look at these notes and then I'd spend a while, you know, months rewriting this thing. And then I'd be like, wow, this is a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Send it to him again. Then he'd send me, you know, seven pages of notes. There you go. <laughs> so the mindset of the creative, of the screenwriter is incredibly important, right? If your mindset is, how can I become a better writer as opposed to selling the thing, right? If you're yeah, always just absolutely. moving forward, you will eventually get to the, the goals that you choose. I totally agree with you. I think writing that script and then thinking, how do I sell it is, I, I think you're putting the cart before the horse. You have to get yourself there. I mean, it's taken me almost 15 years to get where I'm at, you know, to where people approach me and they're interested in having me on their project because I had to put the time in and then also get better. Like I, I actually, when, when I see new writers and they're trying to get that script sold, I'm like, I, I hope that you don't sell it yet because you're not ready for that process. Right. Like if you sell it and then you have to go on to another gig and you haven't really created or found your voice yet as a writer, right. I start to worry about you because then I worry you're going to burn out or <clears throat> you're going to get swallowed up by the machine. Right. You got to put your time in. Exactly. That reminds me of, you know, like sort of something in the music world, like the one hit wonder who they yeah. somehow managed to write that great song and they got real popular. And yeah. then their next album completely. You Boy, know, what a great point. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, right. and that's the last thing. I want people to have a career. I don't want people just to get that one script sold. And like you said, be that one hit wonder. You got to be ready for success. And I think yeah. that is something that you definitely talk about in this book about, you know, having that future self and, and creating that and making sure that you're ready for it. And I think patience is something that is utterly important to this process. <laughs> it is. And who likes patience? Nobody. <laughs> we're, you know, not, we're like, not in this it, society, not in this society, not in this time. It's like, give it to me now. I, you know, yeah. I put in my 20 minutes. Where's my gold prize? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. So, uh, you, you talk about, you've got some really cool things in here. Um, visualizing the future, visualizing yourself uh, being successful in the future. Really cool. Like you could just pick up this thing and then you could do almost these like, um, I almost say like self-hypnosis meditative techniques mm -hmm. you've got in here. 
Yeah. So I, in my coaching, I practice something called NLP. That stands for Neuro Linguistic Repatterning. Okay. Which is the sort of almost fringy kind of psychology, which helps people untangle their subconscious blocks through a various set of tools and techniques. One of them is guided meditations like that. Okay. Okay. So you can do this yourself with, you know, with what is in the book where you just kind of go, you know, the first thing is you really have to quiet down. Right. We're so freaking distracted in this world with all the beeps and buzzes and the million things to do. You got to get into that quiet space, whether it's walking by yourself or just sitting there in the quiet room with all the phones and all that off from there you move into that future self. And this is, you know, the brief explanation of this. Sure. You, you move into that future self of who you want to be, the world around that, and then specifically what it feels like. This podcast is brought to you by thesuccessfulscreenwriter.com, where you can find instructional books, videos, courses, and screenplays of Hollywood's biggest hits to download. As an added bonus, Visit www.thesuccessfulscreenwriter.com to download the guide for every screenwriter for free. Yes, free. Available exclusively at thesuccessfulscreenwriter.com. Now, back to our show. Okay, so hey, yeah. I am the successful, whatever that means to you, screenwriter. What does that feel like? when the manager calls, when the agent calls, when you get a new gig, when you wake up and you have new ideas on ways to work through act two, right. you know, whatever the deal is. And you just feel into that as much as possible. And again, the metaphysics of the magician yeah. would say that this beams energy out into the universe, which then helps draw you to that future. Right. That's amazing. It's like a beacon. It's it's fascinating that you touch upon this. And I'm only going to say, because I know in my own journey on this path, I struggled and I struggled and I hit some, I hit as low as you could go several times. I've, I've mm -hmm. scraped the bottom of the barrel. I know what it looks like. And I finally started to see my path change when I gave myself permission to succeed. And once that happened, it was like, like this unwinding and unspooling of this, I don't know, this weight being lifted, I guess you could say. And then opportunity, opportunities started to present themselves, which were not even close to anywhere before. It's, it's, it's simply amazing if you can just allow yourself to get there. Absolutely. You know, we create all of these ideas about ourselves in the world, like, like I was saying, and we don't even know they're there within us, right? Right. Because, because they're often subconscious. So if you're running a pattern that says, you know, essentially something like, if I'm successful, I'm going to surpass my peers and maybe they won't like me anymore. Uh. That is a huge concern because we, you know, hopefully love the people around us and if that is a fear that you're going to sort of step outside that group and get this negative experience that alone will stop you from moving forward right so if you can untangle again those kinds of subconscious pieces yeah which, which is what you did you gave yourself permission you said you know what i've had enough of you know half 
thing in. Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's fine. You know, through this thing, um, you know, let's let's really do this. Yeah. Well, I think there's, you know, I think a lot of writers suffer from a cognitive dissonance. Maybe it's just me, but I, I think there's self worth issues uh, mm -hmm. going on there, um, and I think there can even be some toxic environments that reinforce that for, for screenwriters where you can get just stomped on by people, which is, which is why I've tried to create a really positive environment that encourages growth within the industry, because I think people need that support. It's important whether you're there or not. If you have people that believe in you, that can take you to the next level. Um, and I think that kind of comes, you talk about this with the inner critic, the ick. So the inner critic, or as I like to call it, the ick, is a piece of each of us that is built in to our psychology. And it's there for a reason, right? And the reason is basically, you know, flashback thousands of years or whatever, we lived in, you know, tribal societies, essentially. And if you did something that offended the group in some way, in some big way, you would get you would get the boot, right? You're right, out, right. You're out of the tribe, and if you're out of the tribe and living in the woods or the desert or whatever, you have basically zero chance of surviving. Okay, right. So the inner critic was built in <clears throat> to us, so that you know as a survival technique. So now we move on to the current state where our psychology, our base psychology, hasn't changed all that much. Right. Okay. So now the inner critic. It is is misaligned with the truth of the situation. So if your inner critic says, you know, my my screenplay isn't good enough to submit to this contest. OK, I've worked on it, but I, I'm just not good enough. I'm right. not smart enough. I'm not creative enough. Right. So I'm not going to do it. Essentially, what your inner critic is saying to you is if I submit to this screenwriting contest and I lose I, like the world is going to end. It's all over. It's all over. I'm going to get, I'm going to get kicked out of the tribe and that's it. When yeah. the truth is almost everybody loses <laughs> a screenplay <laughs> contest, right? You only have one winner or a couple of Sorry. winners, right? Yeah. And what's going to happen? Well, you lost 40 bucks or whatever it yeah, is to, right. to submit to the thing. And maybe you got some notes and you can, you know, with the uh, fear of failure thing, you can actually get better. Right. So it's really important to understand what your inner critic is about and notice when it's helping you and when it's hurting you, because yeah. the inner critic actually, you know, on the Jedi level <laughs> is your ally. OK, the inner critic, when it doesn't stop you from moving forward, can be used to help you <clears throat> move towards excellence. Right. <clears throat> okay. You know, it's not good enough yet, says the inner critic. Right. It's You're not like, ready. Yeah. It's not ready. Okay, fine. So let's make it better, whatever yeah. that means. I love that. Um, so one thing I can tell you I do is I I you call it NFA, no effing around. I mm -hmm. mean, that is like my mantra. So I put in sixty to eighty hour work weeks. I'm wow. I put it in. Um now and i've been doing this for years but uh, i finally started getting to the point where i was like i i kind of need just to take some time for myself because burnout is real you know what i mean 
and and my wife has been telling me like sit down and play a game or something you know <laughs> and and so uh i finally started doing that so i'm reading your book and then you talk about how um uh make time to f around and i was like okay <laughs> Obviously, this is the right thing for me to do. So I'm like, actually, I'm actually creating like in my schedule, I budget time now, which is just like good PS5, you know, <laughs> for like two hours. So, so I, I like to see that like, yeah, it is, it is important, even though you're not supposed to F around all the time. It is important, as you say, to, to make time for it. Absolutely. So it is a balance. If you are effing around you know, playing video games for, for 80 hours a week, <laughs> I can assure you, your life is not moving forward at a reasonable rate, right? right. So it really is the balance, but it, it it is so important to have that time off or whatever you want to call that, because we are, you know, we often do feel so compelled to work so hard to get to these goals. And that's great. However, taking some of the time off is actually going to help you move towards those goals because you cannot function at your highest level if you are going you know full throttle right all the time all day every day right and so i don't know what it means to you know your listeners or you specifically does that mean you know in the evenings at seven o'clock i'm freaking done yeah right or does that mean all day saturday or all weekend i'm just like not even gonna think about it like it you know it's up to you but it really does power the work and by the way hopefully we all love our work which is you know fantastic that you do um but there there are other things to life right right right, right? like if nothing else we can sit around and watch movies <laughs> For, for me, that's work, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, okay. I sit there and I break them down and I analyze them. Um, okay, so that's part of your sixty or eighty hours. Okay, <laughs> right. I see where that's right. going. Right, I'm just it's uh, yeah, eighty hours of binging the crown is right. is work. No, no, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's fun. No, I think you're right though. I think playing playing with your passion is really important. I mean, I take screenwriting serious. I love it, but at the same time, like when. I am on a gig and somebody says to me, these are the parameters I have to work with and it's impossible to get done. I get this lightning bolt down my spine where I go like, oh, this is a, such a great challenge. I get really excited about yeah. it. Where other people are would be like really nervous, like, oh, I can't do this. I'm like, oh, I get to make this happen. So like, yeah, you have to have fun with it. I think that's absolutely important. And for screenwriters out there who are doing this, who who are trying to make it happen, that have this goal of success, make sure you're passionate about it and love it and that you're doing it for the right reasons. Because my concern is they're doing, some, somebody might be doing it out of ego and I don't think that's right. the right cause. Right, doing it for ego and money, you know, that's, that's not going to really be helpful. If you love the process, like you actually love writing, learning about this, watching the movies, all that kind of stuff, that is the fuel that drives you. It's what drives you, right? Yeah. It, it, it keeps you going where you get a crazy challenge, like, oh, write, you know, write the first draft in the next, you know, four days. You're like, ah, uh, okay, yeah. uh, where's the coffee, you know? <laughs> I need coffee and snacks. Actually, it's a chai latte, sir. Don't, don't rat me out. Chai latte, that's sorry my, about that. That's yeah. my drink. Okay. <laughs> all right, so, I mean, the book is no effing around, the no bull guide for getting 
your creative dreams off the ground. Where can we find this book? Well, you can certainly get it at Amazon or any other bookseller can order it for you, you know, awesome. whatever. Yeah. Very good. Um, the other thing is I love to do um, coaching sessions with uh, people. So oh, do great. 15 minute free uh, consultations. Maybe you can put a link in there or just come to my website, jefflizowitz.com. Yeah, we'll definitely add a link on the episode for you. And Jeff, I just want to say this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Love it. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share in your social media where you can tag us at The Successful Screenwriter. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.